we're live. Hey, Travis, welcome to the Drew versus the World podcast. Hey, I'm, I'm excited to be here, Drew. I, I uh, enjoy connecting with you and uh, through the podcast, through Clubhouse, and uh, love what you're doing with the show. Uh, thank you so, so much, man. I just want to start the podcast by saying I love, 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 love Poddex. I was an OG follower of the Poddex um, page and an OG follower of what she was doing. I remember the one point you were, I think you were asked for submissions for yeah. additional decks. And I had this section I, I call Shots Fired, which is at the end of the podcast. I was like, oh man, I'm already kind of like in parallel thought about this. Yeah. So I was like, let me let me send it over. But most of the stuff that I was sent over, I was like, oh man, he already has those questions or he already has those ideas. <laughs> so I was well, like, hey, uh, maybe I... Great minds think alike, right? That's That's what I always say. It was awesome. Um, so you, I just want to start off with um, letting the audience know a little bit about you. So I asked this existential question is, who is Travis Brown? Oh, wow. That is a loaded question, my <laughs> friend. Uh, well, I'm sort of learning who I am every single day. I think if you like figure out who you are and you stay that, you're just like stagnant. So every day I'm learning more and more about myself and really becoming who I am. So at the root, I am a very creative person. I am a musician, an artist. I am a person who uh, will run for the hills if I see an Excel spreadsheet. I'm just not wired that way. I'm very um, excitable and uh, I like to create things, but I don't necessarily have the skill set to be the guy who keeps track of everything. I just like go, go, go. So I think at the root, that's uh, part of who I am. And then secondarily, I am, uh, I, I'm all about giving, you know, I just think that in this world, if you give uh, people what they want, what they need, and you will get everything that you've ever wanted. So I've just been really focused in the last couple years on helping as many people as I can, whether that be through my free Facebook group, my podcast, my courses, my masterminds, my products, and just uh, trying to help everybody get to where they see themselves. And it's true because I've got this amazing network of people, community of podcasters, new friends like yourself. And uh, that brings me more joy than any number in a bank account, any type of uh, award you may win. And that's I'm just sort of riding it out on that. And something I've learned about myself in the last few years is I've worked in corporate jobs. I've worked uh, different angles of being me. And I've found recently that it, when I just am authentically me, I'm weird, I'm funny, I'm goofy, that that's what sticks with people instead of like putting on a nice suit jacket and trying to be corporate and this and that, just like really just owning who I am. And that really unlocked some things for me in, in the last few years personally. Yeah. And great answer to, to that question. It's, it's one of those high pillar questions where people are like, Oh wow, who am I? So yeah. it's a great, great, great answer. Um, and the one thing I kind of pulled out from it is that, you know, being a creative or being in a creative mindset or having a creative mindset at all is sometimes you have to try to pinpoint the individuality or what makes you special and go outside of that box of what the corporate elite kind of deem fit. And sure. um, I was actually in a clubhouse room and I was talking to um, on the stage and I was like, hey, the the change of the guard has happened because I'm in technology. So the change of the guard has happened in corporate where people are not wearing shirt and tie anymore. 
the technology folk, definitely if you're like in a Google or an Amazon or something like that, you, you might see people in a hoodie and maybe a polo shirt, but usually it's very casual because the person's worth is more than what their clothes are worth. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, and that's super hyper important with being creative too, is that your the things that you create speak for itself. Like all the things you've been a part of, the music, the you know, the podcasting, the um the all the podcasts you've done, the um what you call Podex is just a amalgamation of all the things that you've created within your mind. Doesn't mean you you know, you can go into a room and just look, you know, like you do, but you have all these things under your vest. It's it's amazing. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm all for dressing up sometimes. Like I do like yeah. to get gussied up every once in a while. But oh, I yeah. think for people listening, like you may be thinking like, oh, I got to wear this specific outfit. So people take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's totally not true. I mean, you, you like you, you just said your worth is internal. It's not uh, the, the tag on your your shirt. So uh, lean into that one. Mm, yeah, everybody needs to listen to that 100 percent. That's 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 that that's that blurb I'm going to pull out right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but an, another question. Um, so you said you started in music. First of all, what type of music and what was your affiliation with music? Because I know you, I, I heard that you were in a band um, where you, you know, the lead singer where you like, what were you doing inside music? Yeah. So, uh, at a very early age, I, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but they used to send out something called the JC Penney's Christmas catalog every year. JC Penney's would send you this catalog. This is like mm-hmm. pre Amazon. And it just like, mm-hmm. it was a catalog you got. And every single year since I was probably five years old, I would take it from my family and I would just, I mean, the crease was just, uh, cemented in this, this catalog on the music section, there were like, you know, a guitar and a drum set. And I just used to like pine after these things. I really, something inside me said like, Oh, I really want to like learn how to do that. And so every year I had asked for the drum set or I'd asked for the guitar and my mom would say, no, 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 (laughs) no, no. So, uh, when I was 14, I cut every yard in my neighborhood because I was an early entrepreneur. I just started a landscaping business and I saved all my money up and I went and bought a guitar And I thought, I'm going to watch MTV, watch their hands, see what they're doing and figure out how to play the guitar. Well, bought the guitar, got it home. You can't just watch people's hands. It's not how it works. So, um, you know, I practiced. I I talked to people. I networked. I found people who could play the guitar and let them show me something. And eventually I got good enough to, like, actually, like, say I played the guitar. And then, of course, in high school, I was a, uh, you know, a punk skateboarder, you know, and I found other people in that, uh, we were the freaks of high school, but I found a couple other people that liked the same music as I did. And, and we started jamming and we had a band and, uh, that was sort of my first taste into like being, uh, in front of people as an extrovert. So I don't think I've always been this extroverted, but I think the band helped me become more extroverted. And then, you know, we really focused on just like practicing and practicing. And then we started to get successful and we got songs on TV shows and we toured with the Vans Warped Tour. So it just became this thing that I was this mega extrovert. And of course, anytime you get attention for something, you know, it fe- it's like getting lots of likes on Instagram. It's like, Ooh, I want more mm-hmm. of that. So you're, you're constantly craving that. But, um, I don't know. It's weird. Music for me is something that I generally think is like, sort of a curse. Like I will hear a song in my head. That's my own song. I've made it up. 
And until I can like get it out into the world, like record it or like play it on a guitar, it will just play on loop. It's almost like, it's almost like a disease. So, and people always ask me how I write songs. And a lot of times that just comes to me. Like it's, it's this weird thing where it's like sort of given to me. And I know that sounds sort of strange, but I think that's sort of common in the the music world. And so uh, that was sort of the, the start of like, making things like I love to make things and you know as a kid I was always doing art and you know cartoons and doodling and stuff so that stuff all plays together but I think uh having the success that we did have as a band making money and uh it really just uh it really put the gasoline on Travis's extrovert bone if you will and uh yeah and music will always be a part of my life I mean it's uh I still make music I just don't do it you know professionally I don't tour I don't do those things anymore so I have to know, what was the band's name? Oh, the band was called Split Habit, and uh, mm. there's still a record on Spotify that you can check out, and uh, I was the lead singer and bass player. We were a three-piece band, similar to, like, Green Day, right? So it's sort of that pop-punk, uh, you know, bratty kind of music and a lot of fun, a lot of, you know... you got to remember, this started out when I was, you know, 15, so, like, you're looking at, like, these angsty kids who have no idea what, <laughs> like what real struggles are right at this time, like that there weren't a lot of bands locally. And, uh, you know, luckily a lot of the people that I hung out with became very popular, like, you know, fallout boys, like the biggest band in the world. And they were in our little circle and lots of my friends have actually made it into like stardom. So, um, I'm super glad I didn't because I have a family now and I'm home all the time. And now I'm really invested in podcasting, but all the music stuff, like I learned how to record music and that really translates over for me for audio so I can make something sound really great. I know about microphones and it just, it's really armed me to be able to help other people improve their audio. And who, who, who wants to be a rock star? Nobody wants to be a rock star, but Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, why would you want to have all that money and not have to do too much work? Right. No, but seriously, <laughs> the people that do make it like it looks easy, but it's a tremendous yeah. amount of work and hustle. And uh, I have nothing but respect for people that like rise to the top because a lot of people think that it's just sort of like luck, but there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes into those careers. Yeah, I can un- I, I can only believe like it's it's probably painstaking at the top, obviously, because you've got to you got to cement your legacy in the long run because you don't want that you know Spotify playlist to be weak and people are like oh, remember that band they suck yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be a one hit wonder that's for sure exactly um, so as far as um, your kind of your matriculation from you know being in a band and then you said you was in a corporate world um, and what space was you in the corporate world? What what did you do in the corporate world after you know, yeah, so, being uh, in parallel? Every every kid has to grow up at some point. So there was a point where I was still in the band and I was broke. I was sick. I didn't have health insurance. I didn't have money. I had, you know, I had no possessions, but I was this gypsy who traveled around and partied. So everyone thought they looked at me and they thought, wow, you live this amazing life. And I started to look at my peers and they had cars and condos and health insurance and bank accounts, you know, and I started to look at them like, oh, this is something that I might need to do next. So um, I just got a job in sales because as the front man of a band, uh, and this is, I think, true for podcasting, like you're selling something all the time, whether that's yourself or your product or your service or whatever. So sales was easy for me because A, I was extroverted and B, I like people, like it's something that I just really enjoy, like getting to know people. And so sales was the, the, the best fit for me. So 
I ended up working at a sales organization that sold little teeny tiny electronic components that go into everything. So um, mm. if you've ever heard of like a semiconductor or an LED, like these little, so we would sell those from one business to another business that would manufacture products. It was the most unsexy business in the world <laughs> and uh, very unfulfilling. And really during those times, I thought about, you know, how can I do what I'm put on this earth to do, you know, which is hopefully inspire and help people. And this wasn't it. So, um, over that time I used to commute to work and at some point I got turned on a podcast and I started listening like every day I would listen to podcasts back and forth at home everywhere while I was working and just fell in love with the medium storytelling value added, uh, you know, value giving. And I just noticed that a lot of podcasts didn't sound very good. And I thought, man, I could really make podcasts sound better. And that's when I started to really jump in. And then, so the, I did the first thing everyone does is I started a podcast. And then once people heard that podcast, and this is a decade ago, people were like, can you help me with my podcast? And eventually I started helping so many people that I had to push my own thing to the side. I had to say, I can't, I don't have time to podcast. I'm producing all these other podcasts. And so I'm super excited now to have uh, my podcast, you know, as part of my passion, as part of something I do and that I love, because that's why I got into this in the first place was to to try to, you know, put some valuable content out into the world. Yeah. And so when you was doing your commute, first and foremost, I didn't even ask you, where are you originally from? So I uh, I was uh, I was raised in St. Louis, but I live in sh- the Chicagoland area. So I've lived in every suburb and the city itself. And currently I'm in Aurora, Illinois, which is the second largest city in Illinois. So fun nice. fact. OK, um, so as far as you're kind of uh, working through, um, you know, working and going back and forth and commuting, what were the podcasts that you were listening to? What kind of inspired you to say, mm-hmm, I can do the podcast? So in the in between you actually listening to the podcast and actually doing a podcast, what were your inspirations? Yeah, so I think. Like many people, I think I ended up somehow stumbling upon either Joe Rogan or someone in that circle that like took mm-hmm. me into the the Hangout Dudes, you know, mm-hmm. podcast. And I think, I mean, this is back in the day when like, I think Joe Rogan had like an ad for the Fleshlight on his podcast. Like it was like, <laughs> it was way back. And, you know, it was just one of those things where I felt like, you know, I loved the style. I liked the vibe. I got a lot of information out of it. And then so as soon as I started growing my business, then I started switching to all these entrepreneur podcasts and like, how do mm-hmm. I grow my business? How do I scale? How do, what's an email list and all these things. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner as it is. I love learning new things. Like there's no end to the things I want to learn, but I just don't have time to learn them all. So that became like, um, I, I study a lot of the, um, most successful people I can. And they said, turn your car into a mobile classroom. And that's what I did. I turned my car two hours a day into learning from people who were where I wanted to be. And so I was learning about entrepreneurship and websites and marketing and all these things that it's funny now are like fully in my life, fully in play. And it really was a a good use of my time. Instead of just listening to music or the radio or whatever, I was like really focused on education. So it started out with Rogan. I ended up a lot in the entrepreneur space. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you can only listen to so many of those podcasts, right? You really, (laughs) at some point you have to like take action. Like you can't, you could listen to podcasts all day long, but until you go put it into practice. So then I think I sort of straight away and I got more into like, comedy and some of the storytelling stuff. And now, um, 
you know, now I, I don't consume as many podcasts as I'd like to just because I'm more of a, the creation mindset. So I'm like, instead of listening to a podcast, I'm going to try to create something great. And uh, so there's lots of great stuff out there. It's just impossible to keep up anymore. Yeah, it's I, I, I think there it was either you or maybe I was to another podcast and they and they said that everyone will have a podcast. Yeah. Um, probably in, in five, years. five years, yes. everybody will have a podcast and brand and business. I was yep. like, and you know what really hit that point home to me? Clubhouse. When <laughs> I go around Clubhouse and just in my hallway on Clubhouse and you just see all the podcast rooms and people and people that have, you know, great podcasts, people that are just starting podcasts, people that have been podcasts for 10, 12 years, people that came from radio and now are doing podcasts. I'm like, wow, how I and I was in this small world of just looking on my Instagram and just seeing, OK, there's a couple podcasts here. There's a couple podcasts in Charlotte, there's a couple podcasts in Atlanta, a couple podcasts in New York. But then when you see how big the world of podcasting is. I'm like, wow, it's so grandiose with so many different styles. And I didn't even know people internationally were doing podcasts. I thought it was just an America thing. And then I'm like, yeah. wow, blowing, just blowing my mind on, on the how extreme and personal it is sometimes for the podcasters. And to your point, I think I've seen any type of entrepreneur you want to be, there's a podcast for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's fishing podcasts and there's painting podcasts and there's mm-hmm. there's a guy who just walks he takes a hike every morning and records it yes yeah we just hit i believe two million podcasts on apple podcasts uh this month but the fun fact about that is that only 37 percent of those have actually released an episode in the last 90 days so yes. what that tells me is that there's a lot of people that want to start a podcast but there's not a lot of follow-through because podcasting it becomes work you have to find a guest, you have to schedule that guest, you have to show up, you have to prepare for it, you have to edit the episode, you have to do all these things. And it's, you know, uh, it's similar to music where you see somebody successful and you go, oh, they just got lucky, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. So that's really, uh, that was really part of why I started Poddex was because I don't want people to quit. I want them to always have ideas. I want them to always have something to say. And so I wanted to create a tool where basically anybody from any industry could have this in their hip pocket and have a great question to ask or spark a conversation. Because I think pod fading is probably one of the most, um, mentally uh, damning things that can happen because you start this podcast, you, you're excited, you tell everybody about it, and then you're like, oh, this is so much work, I don't want to do it anymore. So uh, that being said, even with everybody having a podcast in the future, the cool thing is that podcast audiences are very loyal. Like they're they're yes. more loyal than any other audience. Like YouTube people are flipping through, Instagram people are flipping through, but podcast people will stay with you. So if you do a good job and you create a good show, you will get people to stay for the long run. And that means there's room for everybody because I personally don't believe that every podcast is for every person on earth, right? Eight billion people shouldn't be listening to your podcast. You should know that a small segment or a section of those people are for your podcast. So uh, instead of overwhelming yourself and trying to be Joe Rogan, I think you Mm -hmm. should just find the people that like are most like you, like-minded and can learn from you and just nurture the heck out of those people and watch the audience grow slowly and organically instead of like trying to have this this overnight success. Like nobody wants to be the meme of the day, right? Like you get 15 (laughs) minutes, don't use it on the meme where you fall on the stairs or, Mm -hmm. you know, the girl, you know, catch me outside. How about that? Like she's Mm -hmm. over, it's done, right? Like, and you'll be chasing that for the rest of your life. So enjoy the journey, right? Slow growth and you'll be a much happier creator. 
So you touched on it a little bit. So from your corporate job to being an entrepreneur and then starting Poddex, can you tell everybody a little bit about your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the podcast editing became a side hustle. So I would go to work every day from nine to five. And then I would come home and I would edit my clients podcast for them. Uh, so I would work literally all day long, like I just that's all I did. And so uh, what I was doing was I was paying my dues, I was getting my 10,000 hours, I was crafting systems and making this all work. And at some point, I ran out of time, like there was no more time for me to sell to a client, I just said, I can't take any more clients. So uh, of course, all the entrepreneurs told me like, build a course, right, build a digital mm -hmm. course. So I thought this is cool, because I can do this. And I can, I, the people that I can't work with, I could still help them, I could say, Hey, listen, I can't work with you directly, but I can show you everything, all my systems that I've made over the last five years, and give that to you in a, in a three hour course that you can now do it yourself. And so I spent about six weeks building this course, just making it perfect, the lighting, the slides, just doing all this work, not have asked, not have even asked anybody if they wanted a course, and launched the course. And as part of that course, I was going to send out what I called friends, friends questions. So I used to have a note file on my phone that I would use at dinner parties or just like, just anytime that I felt like I could try to like get the conversation going, I would reference these. So I took my 50 friends questions and I made a deck of cards and I said, anybody who buys my course, I'm going to send you this bonus gift. And so, uh, sold like two courses, but then people started emailing me saying, what are those cards? I don't, I don't want your course, but what are the cards you keep showing? And I was like, Hmm, maybe there's something to this. Maybe this is something people actually want. And uh, of course, from the entrepreneurship podcast, I learned that like, you have to listen to what the audience wants, you have to mm -hmm. listen to what the market wants. So I uh, did something uh, that I read in a book just called an MVP, a minimal viable product. And I pressed 10 decks of pod decks. And I put up an ad on Instagram that I made with my phone. And I sold out in like a minute. And then I got a hundred decks and I ran the same ad and sold out in a day. And I was like, okay, so people aren't interested necessarily in this course. So I can just like, let that go on autopilot, but I'm going to go in on this, this pod decks thing. So I did it and I started a community around it, which I think was part of the success. And now here I am shipping decks all over the country, all over the world. And now we actually have a mobile app that you can just get questions right on your your phone instantaneously. So, um, you know, part of that was the entrepreneurial journey was, okay, I built this thing up, I started to think about how could somebody put me out of business? What would they do? If they looked at pod decks, and they're like, how can we put this guy out of business? They go, let's build an app. So I said, I'll just put myself out of business first, and build my own app. And so constantly thinking of what's next, constantly thinking of how you can improve the experience for your customers. And, uh, you know, again, enjoying the journey, right? Like, sure, would I love to sell billions of dollars worth of pod decks? Yes, but I don't have the infrastructure to do that yet. So <laughs> I need to just enjoy where I am and service the customers and nurture them while I can. And so, yeah, from, from corporate to really, uh, you know, I didn't quit my job and just do it. I figured out the steps I needed to do to make sure it was a, a responsible decision. And now I can really pursue my passion of helping people and being having a community and showing up and just being myself. This goes back to your initial question, who is Travis Brown, right? Um, I'm, I think I'm as close to I'll ever be as being my most authentic self unapologetically. Uh, you know, I'm a very respectful person, but there's people that disagree with me. And that's, uh, I totally would hear their side, right? But I'm just being me. And I think that's what maybe draws people towards me is that they don't see this person who's 
putting up a front or trying to be something they're not. I just am who I am. If you like me, stick around. And if you don't, I totally understand. Sometimes I don't like myself and you can go find somebody else to hang out with. So as, as far as the after Poddex, I see you have the, your podcast, Podcast Therapy, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so what is, so you got Poddex, you have the Poddex app, now you have Podcast Therapy. What are you trying to do with Podcast Therapy that is not getting done with the podcast, Poddex and Poddex yeah, sure. app? It's a great question. And here's the specific answer. So there are a ton of podcasts about podcasting. And a lot of them will go through like point A to point Z, right? Like you need this cable, you need this microphone, you need this and this. And so I felt like that part of the marketplace was sort of covered, right? There's a lot of great podcasters out there giving that information. Do we need Travis to do it again? But going back to this pod fade concept, I don't think it's very hard to start a podcast in 2021. Like you get a USB mic, you plug it in your computer, you run a Zoom call, you record it, you got a podcast, right? So, but what I did see is that that 63% of people that stopped. And so what I realized is that there's a lot of people out there that are are basically going to need to overcome a lot of obstacles. And this these obstacles are whether you have a podcast or a business or a band or just in regular life. And so I'm a big proponent of therapy. Like I go to therapy and I think that every person should go to therapy. You don't have to be crazy. I think there's a lot of stigmas around it, but like, I think it's really good for the human condition. And so I said, how could I marry, you know, therapy and podcasting? And, and the answer was creating content that helped creators keep creating and overcoming, you know, overwhelm and overcoming FOMO and overcoming imposter syndrome. And so I really started to focus on that aspect instead of showing you what the newest microphone is or how to plug it in and all that stuff. Because again, mm -hmm. I think that's covered. So I tried to carve out my own little canyon in podcast mountain and say that, you know, uh, I like to say it's like, you know, John Lee Dumas meets Tim Ferriss, right? So <laughs> my whole, everything I do with my content, and this is something you guys can all do if you're listening, is I do experiments and I share the results, whether I fail or succeed. And the idea here is that I'm showing you, A, you have to try new things and you have to be, uh, you don't have to publicly fail, but I will. And two, um, you know, you have to, uh, you know, share, share your journey. Like, I don't, I don't think standing at the top saying I'm the best podcaster, the smartest podcaster around, and I can help you is the way to go. I think that I'm your peer. I'm part of like, I'm the same as you are. And I just want you to know that like this worked for me and maybe it'll work for you. And so that's my whole thought process when I create content. And then if I can help one person with that piece of content, take action, then I win. And I don't need to worry about selling microphones or this or that. And it's just, it's something I just do. Like I'll never have ads on it because I just do it because I love to do it. And the, that's also, I think something that you put the cart before the horse when you're podcasting, like, okay, I'm doing this now. I need to make money and money's mm -hmm. great. Don't get me wrong. Love money. A big fan of money. But if you're not doing it because you love it, like, you know, I grinded out as a musician for, for 15 years, you know, getting $10 a day to live on. Right. And that was my, my three, $3 meals for the day. And that, that was enough for me to be happy because I was getting to do what I wanted to do. Did I make some sacrifices? Did I not have health insurance? Did I not have a car? Yeah. But, uh, I think that it plays into my mindset as far as like, I'm going to do this podcast 
because I love to do it and I'm going to respect my audience and try to help them. And, and that makes it worth it to me. I don't have to worry about the Casper ad or the whatever, who, you know, I don't need someone to pay my bills to share my passion. So that's, it's subjective, right? And at some point in time, if you're doing this, like you are, you're doing like tons of episodes and putting all this effort in, you deserve to make money on it. Don't get me wrong. But in my personal podcast, I've just found that like, I'm excited to podcast because I'm excited to share my, my journey. And uh, that keeps it fresh and keeps me going. And, and that's a good transition as far as your content is concerned, because one thing I've seen, I don't know if you just started ramping up on your content or what's been happening, but you have had some fire, fire content the last couple, definitely on your Instagram. Um, and I, I love the one thing that I kind of use now, and I'll just, and if anybody wants to go, go to Poddex. Um, on Instagram, it was a, I think it was a slider, I forgot, a carousel, and it yep. had words you need to use instead of, I like that, I love that. And I right. was like, and, I, and I looking, I'm listening back to my episode, my, just recently when that came out, I was listening to my, back to my episode, I was like, damn, I say that a lot, don't I? Yep. And immediately when that happened, I was like, I am changing my whole mentality. So I guess my question is, first of all, how are you coming up with this content? I, and then also, how are you prioritizing creating this content with all the other plethora of things that you have <laughs> in the pod at the same time? So, yeah, so I, uh, so Instagram is my favorite social media platform and I do some YouTube videos now, but I just mainly focus on Instagram. And I think that, the way that that helps me is that I don't have to worry about being everywhere. Yes, I'll post some things on Facebook and all that stuff, but I really focus on just like, I'm trying to build my Instagram account. So if you're trying to do social media and you're feeling like I'm losing my mind because I'm trying to do TikTok and this and that and the other thing, I'm just like hyper-focused on Instagram. And so, um, you know, I'm testing things and learning. So the thing that I learned about my account is that people love the carousel post where I give some type of tip that's pretty quick. So um, now what I do is I keep a list of things that come up. So either questions people ask me or things that I'm encountering in my own life. So I was editing a podcast the other day and I kept saying awesome or yeah, or, you know, I was thinking like, there's gotta be a better way for me to, to transition because, you know, a lot of times we put ourselves under the microscope, but I think sometimes it's healthy to look at yourself and go, okay, is this, is, can I make this better? And so I just simply was thinking about how I could be a better host and transition things without saying, oh, I love that or awesome, you know, like the things that I typically always say. So I wanted to create a post that that maybe resonated with people that might have felt the way I did. And so I just, you know, I, I do a little research, I write out a post and then I create that. Um, and now I will say I do have a team member that helps me with posting some social media stuff. So anytime you get to a point where you want to scale things you know, uh, a player can win a game, but a team wins a championship. And it's, uh, in my entrepreneurial journey, something I've been doing is building the team. So, um, Instagram is a major focus for me. I'm doing some, I'm, I'm about to pivot again and do some crazy stuff. So you're going to want to check that out, but, uh, okay. just studying, you know, like I, I, something that I think, uh, a lot of people in business and podcasting and just, they just think that like, things are sort of random. And I think especially with Instagram feeds and stuff, it's like if somebody lands on your Instagram feed and they don't really know who you are and then they land and it's just a bunch of random stuff, they're not going to really know what you're about. You know, it's just like saying like, oh, I'm in a band. What kind of band are you in? Well, we play polka, rock, 
classic rock rap. You know, it's like, well, what is it? I don't, I don't understand. Right. So you really have to try to make your first impression, you know, something where they understand that, oh, this channel is going to give me X or this channel is going to entertain me or the, you know, and so I've really been focusing on, and I, I'm a huge proponent of mentorship, right? So a lot of people are afraid to invest in themselves. And right now, and in, in 2021, you can invest in courses that are like $25 or $37 that are going to really help you. But if you just think like, this is the way it is, this is the way it's always going to be, you're going to slowly die because things change constantly. And you have to stay up on this stuff. So invest in yourself. You know, people get all all bent out of shape about spending $1,000 on a course, but they'll spend $100,000 on a college education that gets them nothing, right? So um, so I, I hire mentors. I take courses. I try to join masterminds because I look for people that are where I want to be and I learn from them. So I've been really studying social media and that's where my pivot now is coming. And quick tip for everybody trying to create social media posts, canva.com is like one of the easiest places to start. You know, it's templates, it's pre-made stuff that you can augment to your own thing. Don't start from scratch with Photoshop, like just get a Canva account and start making content that you think your audience will resonate with. Yeah. And, and to your point as well, it, when I see you doing like these great carousels and posts like that, I usually try to take a mental shot and like, okay, how can I do something similar, but in my style? So I like even my most, my latest post, it was a, I guess a Frankenstein of one person's posts and one person's posts and like, okay, how can I utilize their, their kind of trials and tribulations and make my, my, my um, content um, kind of focus on what I want to say as well. So I, I think that's a good point with everybody is that there are resources out there, a lot of resources, and you have a couple of resources. And I know you got a couple of resources coming down the pipe because I do subscribe on Poddex on the mobile app. So I know you got some stuff coming down the pipe. So if yeah. anybody wants to start a podcast, they need to download that app and, you know, get into these type of masterminds and informational and information that he, um, that Travis has going on. Um, so as far as an entrepreneur, one thing I want to ask is along the way, there were, there's so many things that could have tripped you up and so many things that could have, you know, pushed you back to not be the person and the man you are now. Did you have any fears going in from, you know, being a singer and baseman to being a, you know, corporate a slug to being a <laughs> entrepreneur to creating your own business to now creating podcasts to also creating podcast content and podcast courses. What did you fear along that way? I love this question. This is really great. So, um, tons of fear, right? Imposter syndrome, like who am I to tell you what to do? Or who am I to, will people like me? You know, all the fears I think every average human being has. Do I look stupid? Do I sound good? You know, I'm not huge on like my appearance, right? Like, you know, I have a, I have no hair. So I get, I get, uh, you know, I get self-conscious about all the people with these beautiful heads of hair that are out there. Um, All of the normal fears, I think that we all go through, it's totally normal. I think that if you're not questioning if you're not questioning yourself, you're not pushing yourself out of your boundaries. Like fear is what's going to keep you moving forward. And so from an entrepreneurial journey, my least favorite word in the world, entrepreneur, um, <laughs> all the failures, like 
And the failures are what made me learn for the next thing. So this is Poddex is not my first entrepreneurial journey. I've had many businesses and they all had things that taught me something that have made this more successful, but they all weren't successes. And there's been a lot of things I've launched that have failed. And there's been, you know, like coming on your show and telling you, like, I launched this awesome podcast course that no one bought, you know, (laughs) you know, most of the people that they're not going to tell you that because they don't want to look like they failed. But I want you to know that like the failures really, you know, I won't make that mistake again, right? I won't do X again. And this is what they're like guardrails keeping you on the road to success. But if you never hit the guardrails, you don't really know where you're at in the game. So, I mean, I've had websites crashed, websites hacked. I've had unhappy customers. I mean, if you saw the comments I get on some of my ads for Poddex, you know, you, it's, it's unbelievable how rude and, and mean people are, but here's the key. You know, those people aren't going to control my destiny. If somebody is going to tell me that I'm the, I'm a, whatever I am, if I let them tell me, then they control me. Right. And I control my destiny. So I just laugh and I say, I'm just going to do me and I'm going to do the best I can. And again, I'm going to run into failures. I run into them all the time. I've launched uh, all kinds of products and services that never took off. But if I didn't, I wouldn't have learned or uh, had the fear in it in the first place to push me out of my comfort zone, to push, to push, to push. You know, like I think one of the reasons a lot of people don't get a mentor is because they want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And all I do all day long is I try to be the dumbest person in the room because if I'm the dumbest person in the room, I'm surrounded by a bunch of really smart people that I'm going to learn from. And I know it's cliche to say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. But, you know, I spent I spent the last few years kind of cleaning out my friend list because there were a lot mm. of people that were, you know, uh, co-signing bullshit. They were um, dragging me down. They were negative Nellies. And like once I clean that up. I had room for new, better people that elevate me. So, um, you know, this is just the game of life, right? Like there's no, I, I don't really care about the end. I'm really focused on being present in the journey and just enjoying how it's going now. Because if you keep looking forward for the next, the more, the bigger, the more downloads, like you're always just going to be sort of unfulfilled. But if you revel in the fact that like, hey, I got 200 downloads this week, that's a lot of people listening to me talking to this microphone. It's a much different perspective than like, oh, I wish I had a thousand, right? Like you live in that lack mentality. So um, all the fears, like to answer your question, I I could probably go on for uh, a decade about my failures. And again, it's what made like those failures are what made me who I am today. And I'm so grateful for all of them. And and you said that you hate the word entrepreneur is it because it's difficult to say or you just hate that word as a tag i just think it's uh so first of all it's definitely hard to say i can't spell it i couldn't spell entrepreneur for <laughs> oh, you no. if if, if, oh, if no. someone spell checked it for me and then i don't know i just think that like in the culture of like uh internet bravado a lot of people use entrepreneur as this tag to say like well i'm i'm this or that and i think like I like the thought of being an entrepreneur and having an entrepreneurial spirit, but I, we got to come up with a better word before it because it's like anybody's an entrepreneur. If you buy something and you sell it, you're an entrepreneur, right? If like, if yeah. you buy something on the internet and you flip it on a Facebook uh, marketplace, you're an entrepreneur. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're successful. I think people attach success with entrepreneur and 
it's just my least favorite tag. Um, I much prefer to be called just a, uh, you know, an amplifier or a, uh, I have no idea. I've got to come up with a new name for that. <laughs> I remember back, back in the old days, the, the entrepreneur name, it was pretty simple. It was like businessman or businesswoman. That was yeah. what an entrepreneur, <laughs> it was like, that's what it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe make a retro and just go back to that. Yeah. Or like, you know, mover and shaker. I'm a mover and shaker. That's what I that's, do. That's, right. Oh, that's that's like the 80s right there that's like um the great gatsby times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and to, to your point of like doing a clean out of your friends um and having a good people around you um the the one the one um phrase or the one saying that came out to me was i think it was gracho marx that said i don't want to be a, a member of a club that would admit me because yeah. you you don't you you don't want to be the smartest person you you want to try and and be you know try to get there instead of like they just letting you in you're like oh okay this is not where I need to be but um, well it's, it's much easier to just be the smartest person in the room exactly. right it's much easier to be to have confidence it's harder mm-hmm. to put yourself out of your comfort zone and say hey I don't know this stuff I'm not where I want to be but these people are and just and to look at them in a good light. Like you have to look at them, not in jealousy. You have to look at them like, Hey, these people have done something I want to do and I can learn from them. And you know, if it costs me money to do that, so be it. I'm, I'm willing to invest in myself. Right. And a lot of people, you know, excuse the language, bullshit me all the time and say, I really want to do this. And I'm like, okay, well then these are the steps you need to take. And you're, it's an investment and it's a time, like you have to not watch Netflix six hours a night. You have to go like work. <laughs> you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and I go to bed at 10 p.m. And uh, for the most part, I'm like trying to get as much done as I can in between that time. I don't, I don't chill. I don't hang out. I am focused on my goals and I'm not going to get there unless I make some sacrifices. So ask yourself, your, the audience right now, I want to ask you like, are you, I don't even know if you can swear on the show, but are you bullshitting you yourself? The fuck like, you want. Are you, Go ahead. Okay, good. Are you <laughs> bullshitting me? Because like, if you say you really want this, you need to do the things to really get it. And the people that you think are overnight successes or got lucky, they didn't. They're outworking you all day yeah. long. And that's what you're missing is, you know, I'd love to sit around and play Xbox. That sounds fun. Right. But I just don't do it because I have too many things that I want to do that are going to get me to my goal. And maybe one day when I chill out, I'll play Xbox. But for now, I know what I want and I know how I'm going to get it. And Xbox isn't part of that. So uh, it's just a friendly challenge to anybody listening. Like, this is not me being rude. This comes out of love. But like, you know, you know, in your gut, like, are you doing enough? Are you really trying to get it? And uh, if you're not, take some steps, take one step today to do that. That's powerful. Um, we're, we're, one question that I think would kind of wrap everything we've been saying in a bow is what we asked one question in the podcast is what are you doing or what have you done to change the world? Well, I, I think based on the analytics I can see from the app, we've had over 350,000 card swipes. So I believe that I am getting people to communicate, which if we learned anything from 2020, it's like communication is very important. And a lot of important things, like everyone's like, oh, can we just erase 2020? And I'm like, no, we had some conversations that we absolutely needed to have from a societal standpoint, from, you know, racial standpoint, from police standpoint, from, you know, who's running the country standpoint, like a lot of things like needed to come to fruition. And if we didn't do that, we, we can't move forward. Right. And I think, 
you know, it's going to take some time. I think we are moving in the right direction, which is very important to me as a person. So I think getting people to converse and start these conversations uh, is very important to me because I think that one of the most powerful things about podcasting is sharing great stories, being vulnerable and agreeing to disagree. Like we don't have to agree on everything, but we don't have to tear each other down while we do it. Like if you have one view on one thing, I will listen to what you have to say. And if I don't agree with you, I'll share you what I think, but that doesn't give me the right to like attack you on a personal front, physical front. Um, you know, any of that, like that's what we're missing is that the world is beautiful. Write this down. The world is beautiful because we don't all want the same thing. Because if we did, we'd all have the same shirt, the same car, the same hat, the same. And that's not why the world is a beautiful place. It's because there's there's people who like certain things and there's people who don't. And there's enough for us all. So uh, communication. I think that people communicating is uh, hopefully a legacy that will be attached to me in some way. Um, and I'd be very proud if that was what was attached at the end. Awesome. Um so the last thing, thank you for that part. Um, um, and I used awesome just to go against your your um, frame reference. Dude, <laughs> I I love awesome. Awesome is a great word. And the, yeah, the transition the transition post was just to inspire some new ones, but awesome around. Awesome. Um, we're gonna go to the section I like to call shots fired. It's elevated icebreakers. Um, it's about 15 to 20 questions, um, and it's very simple in the beginning and gets a little bit more thought-provoking at the end. And this okay. week, special, it is affiliated and a sponsored and put on by Poddex. Powered by Poddex. So if you go on Poddex.com and enter DVSW, that's DVSW at Poddex.com, when you do checkout, you'll get 10% off your first pack. And again, I would like to thank Travis and Poddex for providing this excellent source of communication channels and questions for everyday life or for everyday podcasting. All right. Uh, so, let's, so let's do one. Let's do one better. Anybody who orders okay. with your code, I'll throw in a special gift in your order. Oh, okay. You, everybody heard, heard that? If you use DVSW, you'll get a special gift. Um, and this is powered by Poddex. Thank you, Travis. But are you ready for Shots Fired? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. And this is Shots Fired. What's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite sport? Ooh, I don't sports. I uh, don't watch or play any sports. So my answer is zero. Okay, there we go. Um, what's your favorite movie? Mm, I would have to say it's probably a tie between Shawshank Redemption and ooh Friday. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite TV show? Um... I don't really watch a lot of TV, uh, but The Office is one of my all-time favorite shows to just, you know, watch whenever. Nice. Um, what movie do you hate to love? Mm, any Disney movie that my kids want to watch. I always, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we want to watch this princess movie. And I'm like, okay. And I'll sit there and watch it. And, I'm, and by the end, I'm like, this is a really good movie. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's the weirdest thing because you just never think you'd be like into that thing. 
Yeah, I was there on Moana. I was like, what is this? Oh, Moana like, is amazing. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Is that The Rock? What's your favorite cereal? Oh, I like uh, Honey Nut Cheerios quite a bit or Frosted Mini Wheats. Those are probably my two go-tos. Okay. What's your favorite drink? Bubbly water. So I'm really big into this spindle drift or spin drift water. It's mm-hmm. just like bubbly water with a little fruit in it. I don't drink pop anymore and I don't drink alcohol anymore. And I I do like coffee quite a bit though. So that might be the real answer. <laughs> what fictional world or place would you like to visit? Mmm, fictional world. That's a really great one. That's tough for me. I would say um can it be like like Mars? That's not fictional, I guess. I, I, or is, is it just any place? It's fictional. Like to, it's fictional? <laughs> oh, man. Give me a minute on that one. Let's go back to the, other okay. qu- the next question. I'll get back to you on that one. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, totally a rock star. Just from, from the get, the JCPenney's catalog, the guitar, the drums. <laughs> I would have taken any instrument. You could have given me a tambourine, put me in the band. That's what I would have done. <laughs> um. If you can, if you could um, have any fictional character as an imaginary friend, who would you choose? Oh, um, the name, his name is escaping me. Uh, Solomon, uh, John Lithgow in Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. (laughs) It's a good one. That's where uh, JDL started. I think it's JDL. No, it's not JDL. Um, The kid, the guy's name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's one of his first uh, his first acting gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a time machine, would you go forward in time or back in time? Mm. Oh, this is a tough one because I really try not to focus on the past or the present. So I'm going to say forward uh, because I don't think changing anything in the past or seeing it again is going to do me any good. So maybe seeing like what. 2200s like gotcha um who is your celebrity crush Mm. definitely uh tina fey uh i don't know if you've ever seen the show 30 rock but liz lemon is uh definitely a a big crush of mine um what what song what i'm sorry what's your favorite type of music Definitely. I like, I like punk rock and commercial hip hop. That's basically my two go-tos. <laughs> um, what song would describe your life? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, we will rock you by queen. Just we like will, <laughs> we will rock you. Yeah, that's it. What would be the name of your autobiography? Maniac. Um, if you could be handcuffed to someone for a month, who would it be? Oh, my wife, for sure. 100%. Just all day long. Travis in your face. (laughs) She wouldn't (laughs) like that, but I would. (laughs) Um, if you had a talk show, who would be your first guest? Alive or dead? You. You. Oh, thank you. You. (laughs) Um, what's one superpower you want to have? 
Um, more like an analytical mind, like the ability to look at numbers and graphs and not want to throw up, but actually be able to use that for good (laughs) 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 or organization, I guess that could be it too. Um, what sport would you compete in if you could in the Olympics? Mm, Is golf in the Olympics? Nope. But no. Okay. So I would do, I would do curling for sure. I would do Ooh, curling, the one where you sweep nice. the thing, because I've actually done mm-hmm. it before. I went to an event and did curling, and it was so much fun. So definitely curling. Uh, last question. What is your death row meal? Last meal of life. I need mm. an app, I need an entree, and I need dessert. Okay, so I'm going to go with um, an appetizer. is going to be mozzarella cheese sticks, right? Just straight mm. up mozzarella sticks and marinara. Uh, the actual meal itself would be uh, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and the waffle fries. You said you needed a drink? Dessert. Oh, dessert. Okay. Then that would definitely be um, like a tub of Ben and Jerry's, uh, like, you know, chocolate brownie, whatever, whatever the latest, you know, concoction is, but just a whole pint <laughs> of ice cream. That's awesome. And this is, oh, let's go back to our last question. I hope you had time to think. Fictional um, world? Fictional world. I am going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Futurama, the cartoon. Mm. <laughs> Just because I think that would be the place to be in a fictional world. I think it was, I think it's New York 3030 or something like that. Yeah. That's see, awesome. if I if I had a time machine, I could go to New York thirty thirty, and I could see if it's really like Futurama. So it's kind <laughs> of a it's kind of a win win there. That's awesome. All right. Um. So Travis, can you tell everybody how they? First of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for you utilizing your time to do this with me. Um. Can you tell everybody how they can get in contact with with you? Um. How they can learn more about Poddex and how they can get part of all this incredible content you're spewing out on a daily. Absolutely. Before we do that, I want everyone to do me one favor. I want you to open up your podcast app, and I want you to give Drew versus the World a five-star review and write, actually write out a review because Drew is working really hard to share stories, put out great content, and a lot of times we forget after we've consume that content to go actually do something. So before you do anything, go write a review for this show. Uh, you can find me at uh, Poddex on Instagram. I spend 90% of my time on social media there. You could go to poddex.com to check out uh, the Poddex physical cards or the actual mobile app. And then I have a private Facebook group called the Podcast Builder Club, which is the best. It's the number one Facebook group for podcasters. That's that's a lie. But it's the best one because it's a very good group of people. We don't have any spammers and pitchers, and it's a collaborative group that's working together to have all boats rise with the tide. And so I'd invite you to come into that, learn, grow, network, introduce yourself. And uh, I nurture that group a lot. So you'd see me in there quite a bit. Those are the best three ways you could connect with me. Awesome. Thank you. And the last thing we do here on Drew versus World, let's say our catchphrase. And our catchphrase is love, peace, and chicken grease. So either you can say it, or you can sing it. <laughs> Love, peace, and chicken grease, baby. How's yes. That? And this <laughs> has been another episode of Drew versus the World. <laughs> <laughs>